welcome to Marvelous Women, the podcast. This episode of Marvelous Women, the podcast is going to be a little bit different to what we've done in the past. The reason for this is that my nana passed away last week and I wanted to share her story and some of her stories as a tribute. My very favorite stories from her that I've learned a lot of lessons from and I hope that you'll enjoy as well. My nana, Maureen, was born on the 2nd of March, 1926. Interestingly, it was only maybe 10 years ago that she found out that she was actually born on the 2nd of March, 1926, when she got her birth certificate. She'd always been led to believe that she was born on the 3rd of March. So she was a day older than she actually thought. My Nana Maureen was fiercely independent. She divorced my grandfather in the late 70s. And from then on, she did her own thing in her own way. She lived on her own until just a couple of years ago. Uh, so until about 2020, she lived by herself. Um, so she would have been 94, um, totally on her own until then. And she, because she was so independent, she ended up having quite a few falls and medical incidents that meant that we had to suggest to her, Nana, it's probably about time that you need some help. She fell, one of her last falls actually, she fell and she broke her back. But she took it all in her stride and was strong and 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 kept pushing through. But definitely near the end and probably for about the last maybe 18 months in, in the nursing home where she's been, they had to put down an alarmed mat so that any time she got out of bed, the nurses found out about it. That's how independent she was. She didn't want to ask for help to be able to do the things that um, that we all need to do. And happily near the end, she acquiesced and she took the help, um, which is great. I think, and I think that's a really important thing too is to recognise when we actually need help and to ask. So I want to talk about... Um, three themes, I suppose, about who my Nana was and just tell some stories that I guess demonstrate um, how she demonstrated, de demonstrate to demonstrate, that's very Austin Powers, um, stories that just, you know, illustrate, I suppose, um, how she exhibited that. And the first one was strength and determination. So Nana had three children. Um, and my Nana, uh, so she had a, a son and then twins. So a twin boy and girl, and that twin girl was my mother. So mother of three, um, and there's only about two years age difference between them. So to have three young children all quite close in age, must've been quite a handful. And at the time they lived on a sugarcane farm in the Sunshine Coast in, in Queensland, Australia. So there was no electricity. Um, at this farm so everything had to be done the hard way and she told stories about having to boil water in a copper out in the in the yard of the house and using that to wash the nappies which I can imagine with three small children there would have been a lot of them uh, washing the cloth nappies um, so just the strength and determination of being able to coordinate all of that um, and in such a environment where everything has to be done manually um, would have been really difficult and to do that in 
an environment where everything had to be done manually and the hard way just would have been incredibly difficult. So strength and determination, absolutely, she she had that in spades. The next one that I want to talk about is gratitude. So a memory that I have absolutely of my Nana through all of my um, recollection, I suppose, is gratitude. She was always content with what she had. She never wanted more. She never wanted bigger or better. She was happy with simple things, um, even to the point where if there was a possibility of something that was a little bit, you know, fancy or bigger, better, she never really wanted that. She was content with simple things, you know, having fruit salad for dinner uh, or, you know, toast for dinner. So say, for example, just in terms of food, but everything in terms of, you know, where she lived, her clothes, um, everything that she always had was very well looked after, but she never wanted more. She was very grateful for what she had. The third one that I want to talk about is creativity. So my Nana Maureen, she started painting later in life. She'd always been creative from a young age in terms of music. So the family um, that she grew up in was a very musical family and my Nana learned to play the piano. So she'd always had that sort of um, creativity in terms of music, that that sort of mind um, and being able to play. And then later in her life, she started painting and I have two of her paintings in my office that she did. So mostly landscape-based art, um, which for someone who's self-taught, um, which is just spectacular. So every time I look at those two paintings on my wall, I always think about her and her, um, you know, her creative mind and her willingness to to learn and to, to put things out there and really just try something new and see what can be created. Um I actually don't know whether she based her paintings, her landscape paintings off pictures um, or whether she made them up and it's too late for me to ask. She also got into painting on fabric. Um, I remember there was a fad back in the, I think it was back in the 90s of, of painting that puff paint on T-shirts um, or, or other kind of paint on fabric and she did get into that for a little while as well. So strength and determination, gratitude and creativity were three of the qualities that my Nana absolutely demonstrated. Um, and for me, they speak to me. Um, and there's something else that she actually said that's been speaking a lot to me lately. About six months ago when I visited uh, my Nana in the home, I said to her, Nana, you're 97. You've done a lot. In your experience, what is the answer to the question, what's the meaning of life? And she didn't even have to think. Straight out, she said, do what makes you happy. And that has become a mantra for me, even more so in the last week. Just what's what's the thing that's going to make me happy? And I think, of course, there's a balance between doing what's going to make you happy and not hurting other people or... Um, you know, sacrificing something that's not appropriate. But if you've got an option that's going to make you happy, then take it because life's too short 
And as Jill said on our last episode, life's too short to be miserable. So look at that bright side. And if there's a way that you can swing things to bring happiness to your life, then totally do it. So in terms of the impact on me and my Nana's passing, apart from being absolutely devastated, of course, at the same time, I am grateful for her that she is now at rest because she absolutely was ready after 97 years. And certainly for the last few years, she's been saying, I'm ready. I'm tired. So I'm very grateful for her that she went and that she went in such a peaceful way in her sleep. But there are three key things that I'll be taking forward with me. And the first one, and this is a, I suppose, a personal uh, reflection Uh, life's too short to be fearful or to hold yourself back. Um, I realize on my, in my own reflection that I've been playing it a little bit safe for too long. Um, I've had a very good talk with myself over the last week or so, and I've committed to myself to make a very conscious effort to catch myself when I realize that I'm holding myself back and really push myself outside of my comfort zone. So I suppose a question for for you is, are you holding yourself back from something because of fear? If you are, make a conscious effort to catch it and then really have a think about it and decide what it is that you would consciously like to do as opposed to the reflective holding yourself back. The second thing is stress less. So I'm doing a PhD at the moment plus working, which has been pretty full on. Um, I've come to the realization that I'm the one that's creating the stress around me and that that stress actually is artificial. It's not real. I'm putting myself under so much pressure, um, whether it be, you know, to get out a certain amount of, um, you know, words in my writing or the timelines for my PhD and even working. So I can change that. It's all in my head. What about you? If you're feeling stress in your life, to what extent is that real? Or is it artificial? Are you creating that? In my case, I absolutely found that it I have been creating that. So that's a really good mindset check for me moving forward. If I'm feeling stressed, hang on, is this is this stress real? Is it mine? Can I change that? The third impact um, that my Nana's passing and and in tribute to my Nana's life uh, that has had on me is to focus more on what makes me happy. So for me, that's singing, that's spending time with loved ones, and that's traveling. So what I'm hoping to do is in lieu of stressing is that I can make time to incorporate more of those things in my life. So in tribute to my Nana, I'm going to spend my upcoming birthday doing karaoke with friends and I'm going to commit to taking more short breaks on the weekends because I know that that will refresh my mind and my body and help me keep, you know, powering through and stopping myself from holding me back. So three key questions for you to reflect on in your life based on this tribute to my Nana. What are you holding yourself back from? What's stressing you out? Is it real or artificial? 
does it really matter? Is there something you can do about that? And finally, what makes you happy? Can you do more of that? Thank you so much for joining me on this very special episode of Marvelous Women, the podcast. Um, I hope that you've enjoyed hearing my Nana's stories, the marvelous Maureen, as I will refer to her from now on. I hope that you've enjoyed it and that you've got something out of it. Um, I know I've certainly really benefited from the process of of reflecting um, and preparing for this tribute to my Nana. So until next time, stay marvelous. Thank you.